are Locked On Astros, your daily Houston Astros podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm locked on the Houston Astros, and I hope that you join me daily for the Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, and we are Locked On Astros, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can get Locked On Astros on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. And when you're in car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Astros. And you can listen to me daily talk about the best team in baseball, the Houston Astros. So I wanted to begin the show to talk about somebody who had a great spring training. A lot of people didn't even know who this guy was. All hail to Nick Tantaloo. AJ Hinch called him today the MVP of spring training. I know that doesn't mean anything, but it just shows how good of spring training he had. It reminds me of how good Kyle Tucker did last year. And Kyle Tucker is a little bit more talented prospect, but Tucker got his opportunity in 2018, and maybe Nick Tanlow would do that in 2019. So in this spring, he batted 353 with five homers, 18 RBIs. 12 of his 18 hits were for extra bases. He scored 11 runs and 54 at-bats. We're talking about a guy who was drafted in the 14th round of the 2014 draft. He's Rule 5 eligible this offseason. The Astros would have to add him to the 40-man roster in order to hold on to him. He is 26 years old. He can play first base, he can play second base, and he can play third base. But his primary position is second base, and he's kind of blocked by Jose Altuve. He does have some competition. Abraham Toro has impressed everybody this spring as well. Jack Mayfield, he didn't really have as good a spring as he normally does. I know they call him Super Jack Mayfield, but he didn't really do that well this spring. And then Alex Degatti is another guy who we could see at some point. But these guys are all good starting minor league minor leagues, just like Nick Tantaloo. He's opened some eyes, and the Astros could call on him at some point this season because we have to remember we don't have Marvin Gonzalez anymore. Marvin Gonzalez is with the Twins. Boo. But we will see him if there's an injury, and I will talk about injury to Carlos Gray in a second. But I'm glad that Nick Tanlou, he really put a lot of work this offseason. He dropped some weight. He became a better hitter, and it's showing. I mean, he crushed a homer on the train tracks yesterday, and this guy can hit. He had another double uh, last night. So this guy is not going to get a chance on opening day. But we may see him at some point. The question I was thinking about before the show started is, will he even have a spot next year? I mean, because we got Diaz for, I believe, three or four years. Tyler White we have under control for three years or so. And then you have some others who are under team control. Where does Tanlu fit? Will he be part of a trade at some point this year if he continues to success in AAA? This guy could be a Marwin Gonzalez light hitter, but we'll have to see what happens in AAA. So let's speak. Uh, speaking of injuries, let's talk about Carlos Correa. He may miss opening day with a sore neck. 
Hinch didn't like the fact that Correa has missed two straight games. I know it's spring training games. They don't really mean anything. But it does mean something in terms of trying to get a hitter ready to hit a big league pitcher. Especially somebody like Blake Snell, who they're going to face on opening day on Thursday at 3 p.m. So I don't think there's anything to worry about long term. But the Astros are not going to play him before he's ready. The Astros are really, really counting on Correa on having a bounce back season. I know he had the back discomfort last year, and I do not want to hear that word this year, discomfort. Uh, but then again, I don't want the word to be soreness either. So hopefully the Astros stay healthy because we need a complete lineup to win the World Series again. Speaking of the World Series, the Yankees have the highest odds of winning the World Series at 5-1 to one odds. So I, I can understand that. They have a dynamic bullpen. They pay a lot of money to build that bullpen. They have a decent rotation. It's not, uh, I know you trade. they traded for James Paxton. I think they have Luis Severino, but he's going to miss some time. And there's some other players, but I, their rotation doesn't scare me. Paxton has always had success versus the Astros, so that's the one pitcher that scares me. Oh, I forgot about Tanaka. So, yes, they have three good pitchers. So do the Astros. The Astros have three to four good pitchers. I'm worried. I'm kind of worried about their offense. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, he's going to get more comfortable to the American League pitchers. And then Aaron Judge, he missed a lot of time last year. And I think the biggest issue with the Yankees last year was Gary Sanchez. So if Gary Sanchez bounces back, then he's gonna the, the Yankees will have a better chance of going to the World Series. But they have to go through H Town, and we'll see who picks up Dallas Keuchel because Dallas Keuchel is the Yankees' killer. So I don't know. Maybe down the road, if Dallas Keuchel is still there, then maybe the Astros can jump on it. MLB polled a lot of their writers and experts around baseball, and they predict that the Astros will once again make it to the World Series, and they once again will play the Dodgers. They're predicting that the Astros will win again, making it three years in a row that the Dodgers go home empty-handed. So we'll have to see if that happens. It's still early. We haven't even played the first official regular season game, but... Uh, We're going to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to talk about uh, the infield, look at some projections from Fangraph's Zips, and we'll talk about some more Astros baseball. Thanks for listening, and remember to get the show every day. Subscribe to Locked on Astros on the new Himalaya podcast app. In the ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Astros and listen to me, Eric Heisman, daily. Let's talk about sex. I mean, really, really, really good sex. Remember the old days when you could perform at any moment? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue, And also the name of the raptor in Jurassic World. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients such as Viagra and Cialis. So you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. 
And since they're chewable, they'll work twice as fast, so you can be ready whenever situation arises. I've talked to a friend about Blue Chew, and he said that it really helped him, and his wife really approves. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who wants extra performance to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door. That way, you don't have to go to the doctor and say, yeah, doc, I'm having a little trouble down there. You don't have to go to pharmacy because everybody knows what those pills are for. And best of all, you don't have the awkwardness when you're with your wife when you say, it's not you, it's me. They're made in USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get you your first shipment free when you use the special promo code MLB. Just pay the $5 for shipping. Again, that's Blue. B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Welcome back to the Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the podcast at Locked On Astros. And we will be a daily Astros podcast talking about the best team in baseball. So all week I've been looking at the opening day 25-man roster. So today I wanted to focus on the infield. And I also wanted to look at the projections based on Fangraph's zips. So zips are kind of conservative for some players. And then they give like minor leaguers a chance to hit like 20 homers. So it's hard to really trust it all the time. But they do know what they're doing. So let's take a look at first base. First base this year will be mostly manned by Yuli Gurriel. Zips has him projected to bat 272 with 14 homers, 75 RBIs. That sounds about right. Maybe a few more homers, but that sounds about right. Altuve is expected to be the everyday second baseman, I believe. I think he's pretty good, right? He's expected to bat 308 with 18 homers, 75 RBIs, and 24 stolen bases. I think the home run total is a little low, possibly. I think he could reach 20 again. But the stolen bases, I know he's coming off knee surgery, and a lot of people may not expect him to run, but he's run a few times during spring training, and he actually looked really good. So hopefully the knee won't be an issue because that was an issue in the playoffs last year. At shortstop, we have the biggest, I guess you could say, question mark in the infield. How healthy is Carlos Correa? He's expected to bat 262 with 21 homers and 92 RBIs. He's also supposed to add six stolen bases. I remember when he was a minor leaguer, he kept on saying he's going to try to be faster so he can steal some bases. That really hasn't shown up that much, but we don't really pay him to steal bases. We pay him to hit homers and drive in runners. Now the Mr. $100 million guy, Alex Bregman, is expected to bat 277 with 26 homers, 95 RBIs, and have 12 stolen bases. That doesn't seem really MVP worthy. So I, I think that Bregman can go a little bit higher than that. I think he can reach at least 32 homers and surpass the 100 RBI mark again in 2019. Stolen bases, I expect about 12. That's about right. Tyler White will be the backup first baseman and third base. He can also play second base at times. Uh, He's done it before, but I think they prefer to keep him at first base or third base. 
Led me Diaz is going to be the kind of super utility guy. We may not see him a lot in the outfield because we have two extra outfielders, at least for April. But uh, he's expected to hit 254 with 14 homers and 55 RBIs. Keep in mind that White and Diaz will also be getting some turns as DH. And also George Springer and Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Bregman. Everybody's beginning turn as a DH as well. So um, I don't – the Astros, that's why I don't think they went out and really tried to get Nelson Cruz. I think they tried to sign him for cheap. And if he would have signed for cheap, then they would have said, okay, well, uh, we'll make you be the everyday DH. But the Astros like to rotate those players in, and so it just wasn't a good fit. Diaz, hopefully this is a good deal. I know we've heard a lot about his defense, and I, so that's why you may see him a lot as DH. But overall, I think this is one of the best infields in baseball, and I'm I'm excited to see what Carlos Correa can do. So before we end the show in a few minutes, I want to talk a little bit about Corbin Martin. We had him right before spring training on Talking Strohs, and I know Brandon, my Talking Strohs co-host, is uh, Aggie, so he was able to relate with Corbin Martin, but this guy, he has all the ability in the world, but he pitched really well today following um, J.B. Buskowskis, and these guys could be your, I don't know if they're going to be all aces, but this could be your uh, second and third starter in a few years. Once um, Justin Verlander moves on, or hopefully Verlander stays into the rest of his career. But Martin pitched four innings today. He had he did have three walks. That's a little bit high for him. But he didn't allow any hits, so that's impressive. He did strike out six batters. And everybody was raving about him. And after the game, we heard an interesting story about Corbin Martin. I didn't even know about this. But he said the last time he pitched at Minute Maid Park, it was during the College Classic, and somebody hit a walk-off homer off of him. That guy is now an intern with the Houston Astros. So it's amazing how things go around. Like people you played baseball with, football with, you're going to end up seeing them again in uh, real life. So Corbin Martin, he's probably going to be fast-tracked. I don't know if he'll make his debut in 2019. Uh, if If he does make his debut, it's going to mean that there's been a lot of injuries you also have josh james who could be moved back into rotation so the astros have a lot of oh don't forget about uh, brady rogers but there's they have a lot of depth in their starting pitchers so uh, that's something to keep an eye on so tomorrow we're going to go ahead and start looking at the matchup of blake snell versus justin verlander and what to expect and who could be successful versus snell and the race Until then, you've been listening to Locked On Astros Podcast with Eric Eisman. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya Podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Astros. For For all the daily Astros talk, listen to Locked On Astros. And subscribe on iTunes. Until tomorrow, this is Eric signing out.